is reality. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. Into the Q Code Podcast, Danny Travis Allen here for another dream episode, which we so, call bonus episodes. But at you, some point, well, I mean, I can't stop now because I mean they are bonuses, and right now they just seem normal because he keeps having so many <laughs> dang dreams. So just don't stop, <laughs> which is fine for us because we really enjoy doing these. Um, but we, yes, we are on volume number 11, or Dreamisode number 11, and uh, this one, I know we've we've kind of said this before, so if this is like one of the first times that you are actually listening to this, uh, just a little recap, uh, Dan here has his dreams, and somehow can literally remember pages <laughs> and pages of it. I I remember like my dreams like no like I remember thirty seconds of it I can remember like I did this yeah those you call dream snips they're not even dream snips like, <laughs> <laughs> like I like I remember I was at the store like I'll tell you I I remember there was a dream that I had not too long ago that me and a coworker were on a road trip and we ended up in this place where apparently. The the roads, you could drive on both sides of them, not like both sides of the road, but like you could drive above and below it. So like yeah. if it was a bridge, you could drive below it as well. So your oh, car okay. could be so upside like, down. Yeah. So it was like gravity did not matter in this one part <laughs> of this place. But uh, that's all I remember. <laughs> That's a, I, like I a can't Tron. come up with a yeah like I can't come up with like a story to that, but he can remember <laughs> literally everything, every small detail. If you listened to our uh, pandemic episode, he remembered that a dude got eaten by zombies by a milk truck. <laughs> so it was a very <laughs> that milk truck just stuck out. <laughs> so <know>? important. <laughs> <laughs> so important that he, he could remember that. But anyway, so yes, we have uh, an, this new dream for you today. And I can tell you, I we have read this before, but I do not remember one dang thing about it. So, well, that's good. Which is good and because we tend to do better when it is our initial reaction. And just so, before you uh, jump into this dream, I do want to take three seconds to do a little shout out. Uh, one of our fans that has been commenting a lot lately, and uh, I believe her name is Quincy Nanilith. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for all the comments. We appreciate them. Keep them coming. Um, I know you have a big social network, so share. <laughs> share a lot. You have so many people you know. You have so many friends. I am one of them I know. because we are married. <laughs> Trav, Trav, and I and Alan combined probably know about four people. So you know more than that. She knows a lot more than that. So thanks, Quincy. She knows so many people that we tend to run in. Like we've run into like the same people numerous times in like Disneyland. 
It's like, and they're not like people that are like super close. It's just like, oh, hey, we ran into you like two years ago. Here. <laughs> like these are the only times we run into you, but we run into you here. Like out of state. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, yeah, anywhere we go, it's like she knows somebody. Like we went to a barbecue for my work when I first started. She knew more people there than I did. I was like, this is my company. Like, how do you know these people? I don't even know them yet. But anyway, so uh, this dream, the the title of it is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Now, all I can remember is I just want to preface this because if you're like me and you're we're going through this whole thing and you're wondering where Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is coming in, you will be disappointed. <laughs> Because I remember getting done and being like, hey, what did Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds have to do with it? And he said, this dream was so all over the place that it just made up a title. I'm like, well, you didn't make that up. The Beatles did. But <laughs> I didn't say I made it up. I just said it was like I was on LSD. Oh, okay. That's so what that's it was. Why I named it Lucy, Lucy in the Sky, in the sky <laughs> with Diamonds. All right. Well, it's kind of a bigger one. So let's jump to it, shall we? I'm in. I'm busy in my bedroom packing <laughs> up my backpack and a duffel bag as I am on my way to Hollywood. I have recently been selected to be a contestant on some type of survival. Oh, yes, I remember this now. <laughs> oh, now it's coming back to you. I've been selected to be a contestant on some type of survival reality show. <laughs> the premise of the show is that there are 12 contestants to begin with. Six men and six women. Each man will be paired up with one woman for the first part of the contest. The 12 contestants will all live together in a joint compound to begin the contest, and each week over the next six weeks, one number or one member will be asked to leave and will be out of the game. I'm not entirely sure if it's a voting thing or, comp- or competitions or what the what that determines <laughs> what or what that determines who goes home uh, like basically do people vote to f- send people home or do you compete just like, and then the loser goes home yeah. or like what is the mechanism that causes people to go home okay after the initial 6 weeks inside the combined compound the 6 remaining contestants are then taken into the wilderness to survive in isolation for the next 6 weeks at the end of that period, a winner will be announced and the show will be over. In isolation together or in isolation by meaning you yourself, by yourself? I think all of them together. Well, no, in isolation. Like, you're supposed to be by yourself. Oh. Oh. Hence, isolation. So you get your section of wilderness and then they get theirs. Yeah. Oh, okay. And how, does, how do you know who goes home? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a voting <laughs> it's thing. Like a, <laughs> competition. It's like the Japanese soldiers that are on islands that think the war is still going on like 40 years later. Like, Jesus Christ, this war is last. <laughs> Hopefully we're winning. But I shall stay in my post and do my duty. <laughs> so I arrive at the compound along with the 11 con- other contestants and we're all ready to begin our reality TV adventure together. <laughs> Shortly after, I am paired up with one of the women. Again, not entirely sure if we're paired up to work as a team or just to keep each other company. Either way, we hit it off right off the gate, (laughs) right out of the gate. So I'm 
stoked that she was randomly assigned to as my partner. Over the next few weeks, we spend most of our time together just hanging out, eating snacks, <laughs> hitting up religious sermons <laughs> in the chapel located on the far end of the compound. I remember this now. I was sitting there thinking, I was like, this isn't a reality show. This is a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is how they spend their time <laughs> eating snacks <laughs> and hitting up religious sermons. hitting up religious sermons in the chapel in the chapel chapel located on the far end of the compound. Honestly, I think I just enjoyed holding and lighting a candle <laughs> that they gave you to you during each session. And razzing the other contestants. <laughs> I remember that word that you razzing them. His favorite thing about the whole show is lighting candles. He's like, oh, this is so great. Can't wait to light more candles. Probably prevented from lighting candles. Like, wait till you see the smile on my birthday when I have. A bunch so of candles I get a light. And what he thinks about razzing is just when all the other contestants are lighting their candles, he's just like, maybe I get them trick candles. They yeah, can't they blow, just out. blow out. Toward the end of our stay at the compound, another one, that's also another cult word, I feel, is compound. Yeah, it is. But, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Toward the end of our stay at the compound, another one of the female contestants started taking a liking to me and wanted to start hanging out as well. <laughs> Here it is. I can't help it that I'm uh, so popular with the ladies. They're so attracted to your candle holding and lighting <laughs> abilities. There's literally raz abilities. There's literally nobody else that can light candles like Daniel. <laughs> he is the best candle lighter. <laughs> no one else even holds a candle to you. <laughs> you have no idea. We watched him light two candles at once. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> the way he crossed those wicks. <laughs> All right. So I quickly realized that she too was super chill and fun. And I didn't know which girl I liked hanging out with more. So for whatever reason, as one does in this situation, I busted out into a musical number and glided around the compound singing a song I made up about the pros and cons of each girl and which one I would ultimately decide on. As one would do. Is it just in a musical? <laughs> She's got blonde hair while she's got brown. Which Shows color both. do I like? <laughs> Who's better upside down? Okay. <laughs> okay. Meaning like oh, who dear. can do like handstands. Oh, more. yeah. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> After my musical number was over, it dawned on me that I was sitting on a multi-million... Dollar idea. After my time on this reality show was over, I was going to write and produce a whole musical production about my whole experience. I feel like this came at the perfect time as just uh, 
last week we discussed <laughs> your <laughs> your dreams your of being, being in, in a musical. musical. You wish life Would was you an like actual your musical. Life to be a musical. <laughs> so over the next few days, I start scribbling notes and writing songs to be included in my soon to come in my soon to come to Broadway show. <laughs> Might I say these songs were well written. Catchy and bad A. <laughs> Let's just say. Can you see I can rhyme? <laughs> they were good. They like we this is because like we talked about last week. It's not like it was just like a mundane classical music musical. It was like a beat. <laughs> Like got some raps, got some rhymes going. He's <laughs> like some beatboxing, basically Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say they weren't your typical old school Broadway songs. They were very hip and up to date. <laughs> Soon thereafter, the six weeks in the joint compound. Yeah. Sounds so not a place I want to be. We're up and we were down to six contestants. The two cool girls. Wait, how many did you start with? Twelve. I remember this too. The last time we read this, we literally gave each person a name. (laughs) I don't remember them whatsoever. But the two cool girls, myself and three others, we were told by the production team that a helicopter was on its way to pick us up and would fly us out deep into the wilderness to continue the second half of the competition. We all packed up as much gear as we could carry, walked outside to a waiting helicopter, and climbed in. At this point, it had, it had to be the middle of January or somewhere thereabouts, as there was several feet of snow on the ground and a frozen lake in the area of the mountains that we were to resume the isolation portion of our contest from. (laughs) (laughs) Can you read that again? (laughs) No. I I don't know if I could if I tried. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) At this point, it had to be the middle of January or somewhere thereabouts as there was several feet of snow on the ground and a frozen lake in the area of the mountains that we were to resume the isolation portion of our contest from. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned this before. He always adds that one word at the end. You You don't don't have to say from. (laughs) The contest from. Like, how would you say? How would you just, without the from? Also, yes. Of where we would resume the remaining portion of the contest. (laughs) Because you already said where. Yeah. Let's just also put this out there. I'm not telling you to think about this, you know, ahead of time or whatever, but the word that is pretty much irrelevant in most sentences. So let's. True that. So let's just read this. This is becoming like an English class. <laughs> I know. <laughs> English is my worst subject. So, as there was several feet of snow on the ground and a frozen lake in the area of the mountains that we were to resume. So, we could just say, in the area of the mountains, we were to resume the isolation portion of our contest. <laughs> know that and from? No, no, that or from. <laughs> well, I could have got rid of a good portion of that you sentence. Could. You just save yourself some time. <laughs> but just kidding. As we came over a crest on the mountain, we could see a frozen lake in front of us, and the pilot began to descend so that he, so he could drop <laughs> us off on a small clear patch next to the lake. Just then, 
fact, one of the other contestants, the third remaining girl of the three, unknowns, <laughs> asked the pilot <laughs> if she could land the helicopter, as she's never had the chance to do so before. <laughs> sure! <laughs> Why not? This is the perfect opportunity with, with uh, pilot and six other lives on the line. I almost speak up, as I don't think that this is a great idea, but it's not my helicopter. <laughs> and watch as the pilot graciously allows the woman to take his seat and attempt to land the helicopter. I feel like just because, you know, if it's not your helicopter, in this case, it's an okay time to speak up. Because <laughs> it's your life. And say, hey, you know... I don't feel She's comfortable never, <laughs> And I like how that is the justification for the fact that she should be able to land the helicopter now. She's like, well, I've never done it before. <laughs> so I feel like now's a good time. Yeah, if you're like on a commercial flight and just some like three-year-old goes up to the cockpit, I want to fly. And like, all right, since you never have, I'm pretty sure people wouldn't be like, well, it's not my plane. I guess I can't. I'm not. I'm not in a position to say something. <laughs> the plane obviously belongs to United. So, sh sure enough, her lack of experience shows or showed as the bottom of the helicopter kept smacking into the surface of the frozen lake and bouncing back into the air. Each time the helicopter slammed on the top of the lake, the ice began to break into smaller and smaller pieces, eventually exposing the frigid water lying beneath the solid sheet. Do you realize how hard you've got to be hitting this little frozen lake to be smashing all the way through the ice? Yes, it was very hard. Because I was in it. I was bouncing around like crazy. You're just like going up on. and down. You're like, hey! <laughs> At what time do you think that, <laughs> you know, the pilot could, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough ride, but again, not my helicopter. <laughs> you know, not really my place to say. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, on the girl's last attempt, she was able to maneuver the helicopter to the lake's shore and kind of land. Kind of land. <laughs> You'll see. Why. Unfortunately, the entire helicopter was not quite completely stationary on the shore, and the imbalance of the helicopter forced the entire mechanical contraption <laughs> to shift and tip directly onto its side. A bit shaken and bruised, but with no real injuries, we all climbed out of the helicopter with our gear and decided to go on with the competition. <laughs> There's just never any thoughts in your in your dreams of like, like you know what? I let's just continue. Like we almost died there, and I feel like I can probably sue you. <laughs> <laughs> for the amount of money that I could win, possibly from this competition, although no terms have been really discussed. <laughs> I have no idea what I win. Uh, but really, uh, let's how just, I win? I don't let's know just continue on. I still don't know if it's a voting thing or a competition. <laughs> <laughs> just walking in blind, walking away. That helicopter is beat to hell. But good thing it's not my helicopter. <laughs> That's the silver lining. <laughs> Originally, I thought the focus of this portion of the show was to have us each survive in isolation in the woods and eventually determine a winner. 
However, instead, however, however, instead, be a comment. <laughs> the six of us all banded together and began a, to build a small hut, like enclosure out of cardboard, <laughs> out of cardboard boxes to live in. The, the cardboard boxes that they made from the trees. <laughs> we, yeah, we were re, we were resourceful. What can I say? I remember where this is going, and this is get super ridiculous. Wait, so you just immediately? Day one, to hell with the rules. We're just going to, we're not going to go in isolation. We're just going to have fun and make our own little town here. All right. So, yeah, we are supposed to be in isolation. And I can see Danny being the one that's like, you know, being the, the leader. Because <laughs> he like, always is in his dreams. I motion that we just band together and live. We have a better chance of survival out here if we're together. Okay. Step one. Find some cardboard boxes. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to be out here somewhere. If people are going to be under my leadership, I want them to have the best possible comforts that they can get in the wilderness. <laughs> and of realize course, that is the cardboard box. <laughs> you are surrounded by trees, wood, that would be more sturdy than cardboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure. So let's go look at, let's go find like a very flimsy, almost paper-like substance. Especially as you put it in the snow. Yeah, it's and going- if it gets wet, it just gets soggy and crumbles to the ground. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure thick cardboard. where the cardboard boxes came from. After several hours, we were all huddled together in our small enclosure with four-foot ceilings. <laughs> the fact that you guys even have four-foot ceilings <laughs> I mean, with cardboard boxes is they amazing. They size cardboard boxes. As boxes aren't usually that tall. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but we didn't care about that much as we were all enjoying each other's company while decorating the interior. <laughs> He's like, all right. Guys, I brought markers. Each of us gets a side. Just do with it. Have just whatever you want. Be creative. Each of us gets a side, and the good thing is it's a box. There's six sides and six of us. <laughs> but I don't want the floor. <laughs> well, bad. just too bad, Timmy. Here, let's just rotate the box. <laughs> <laughs> now that's not the floor. <laughs> you're not one of the un- you're you are one of the unknowns. It was pretty <laughs> that's what you get. It was pretty cool. We had a small little living room area, a small kitchen, and even had pictures hanging on the walls. <laughs> the pictures were hanging the way you'd see pictures hung in classic old <laughs> movies. What? As if that is in <laughs> any different to how pictures are hung in today. <laughs> yeah, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, uh, can't believe they used to hang them like these. Picture this. hanging technology has, <laughs> has definitely advanced from the old movies we used to see pictures hanging in. <laughs> but we're just in a cardboard box. We didn't have the luxuries of the new advanced technologies. So, we had so what, did you, what did you mean? <laughs> the pictures were hanging the way you'd see pictures hung in classic old movies. 
Keep reading. <laughs> you know when there is a small nail hanging out of the wall and a piece of string attached to either side of the picture in which the center is pulled up and placed on the end of the exposed <laughs> nail to keep the picture balanced and dangling on the wall. That's, that's not like an outdated system. That's still how it's done. <laughs> it's just, I see what you're saying because there are different ways. The but, string um, is actually exposed, exposed where yeah. now they're not. Yeah. Necessarily, but oh, and now, so that's yeah. the one thing that you went, you had to go through like that entire paragraph. Just basically, the string was exposed. <laughs> he didn't really have to even say that. He could just say pictures were hung on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us, any of us sitting here listening to it, are like, well, yeah, but were the strings exposed? <laughs> This comes back to like like you guys were just very like into the fence in the tsunami. Yeah. How I described it, the, the fence was just, and just just swaying in the wind. Just sometimes certain parts. Well, just you stick spend out to a me. lot of time. You spend a lot of time telling us, so I feel like it's only right that we spend a lot of time discussing it. No, it's fine. I'm just saying, but that's why. Because I'm like, for whatever reason, the pictures really stuck out to me. <laughs> so I wanted to give them their just due and really describe like how they were hung. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, over the course of the next six weeks, not one person was sent home. You weren't, you weren't at all... It all like focused on what the picture was. <laughs> it was just the string was sticking out. Yeah. Don't remember what the picture was. <laughs> the picture but... literally was one that one of the contestants drew, I think. And just <laughs> hung it up. <laughs> That's a really good picture, Tabitha. <laughs> Tab- That's, I don't know. Tabitha would be the uh, unknown. Yep. The, the girl who flew the <laughs> yeah. helicopter. What a hoe. <laughs> Freaking Tabitha. Your stupid piloting skills almost killed us. Um, the cool girls that I was hanging out with, with were Brittany and Jessica. Oh, was that the ones that we that we named them? I don't know. I'm just coming up with something. <laughs> so, we oh, did name them. We all. did. I think it was, wasn't they there a Clint? Very, I think there was a Clint. Oh yeah, I think one of the other dudes was Clint, the one that I was messing with all the time, blowing out his candle. <laughs> Clint hates me. (laughs) (laughs) So over the course of the next six weeks, not one person was sent home. Well, how could they? Because you guys are not following the (laughs) instructions. You're not surviving in isolation. Instead, we had all worked together to build a fairly nice home in the wilderness. So they're basically, I think this is just like a, uh, what do they call those? Um, Just one of those experiments where... They first put you guys in for six weeks in an actual cult. <laughs> and then they're like, now let's take them into the wilderness and see if they build their own. <laughs> <laughs> but instead we banded together and... Social experiment. That's, so, what yeah. I was, that's what I was looking for. I think we just used pieces of... Let's see. Instead, we had all worked together built to build a fairly nice home in the wilderness. I think we just used pieces of the crashed helicopter and whatever else we could find in the woods to build a modern-looking insulated structure that somehow had fully working bathrooms, electricity, and most of the amenities one might like in this day and age. We were very talented. So, 
You guys salvaged the helicopter for parts. What the hell happened to that pilot? I was thinking the exact same thing. You guys just like, well, I'm sorry, but we're just taking your helicopter apart, and you're gonna just leave. They, I guess. they killed him and ate him. Like we need food. He just went down with his. Like, the, the captain always goes down with the ship. He just went down with his own helicopter. It was fine. I mean, it wasn't working, but nobody died. <laughs> We go down. <laughs> we even had, oh man, we even had hot tubs in the backyard. In the backyard, <laughs> <laughs> that we had completely fenced off from would-be intruders. This can't be too. We careful. also this ins- pilot tries keeps trying to get into our house because he has nowhere to go. <laughs> Builds a fence. We also installed green turf. To give us the look and feel of having grass in our yard. Where did you get the green turf? (laughs) Wouldn't it be harder to get turf than actual grass in the wilderness? We're just going to go on down to the turf store. (laughs) I I don't know where we got everything. I think sometimes I wasn't part of the group that would go get stuff. They would just come back and I would install it. That's because he was (laughs) literally... You would install it. You guys, <laughs> you guys are the gatherers. <laughs> Go gather. I will install. <laughs> installer. We had two separate hot tubs, not just one hot tub, but two hot tubs. As for whatever reason, the hot tub I was sitting in at the moment belonged to the two cool girls and myself, <laughs> while the other one belonged to Clint. <laughs> <laughs> While the other one belonged to the other three. As I sat in the hot tub enjoying a nice evening in the wilderness, one of the girls walked up and joined me. I turned to her and said, (laughs) You know, it really is a shame. What's a shame? She asked. Shame that that bug up your ass had to die. Just kidding, that's a, <laughs> from Austin Powers. I looked over at an area on the outside of the house that was flush to the ground but covered by a green plastic top and pointed. It's a shame that I just finished that heating system for the house today. <laughs> I replied. Why? She has the same question I have. Why is that a shame? <laughs> Because now we only get to enjoy the heating unit for one night, since tomorrow is our last day. (laughs) I think one would also just question why you guys went through the whole trouble to build this basic community when you're only going to be there for six weeks. The next day came and went. Regrettably, I have no recollection of how we left our area in the wilderness or who won the competition or anything else associated with the end of the reality show. All I know is that I was now driving my car on the way to stay at the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas with my family. We pulled up to the fine property and parked the car inside their covered parking garage. I told the family to wait in the car while I ran inside, checked in and got our room keys. As I walked into the grand, glitzy, spacious hotel, it quickly sunk in 
that this was not a place that was accepting of children. In fact, they did not want kids staying here at all. But alas, <laughs> I was too tired to find another place and just had to hope that they wouldn't notice the kids before we got them up into the hotel room. I walked up to the front desk and get waved over to the counter by a woman in a Bellagio uniform. I tell her I'm there to check in and give her my name. She does her thing on the computer and then asks how many keys I need. I slip up and instinctively <laughs> say five. <laughs> five keys? Wait, you're there with... It's you, Liz... And the kids. And the kids. And you're going to give each kid a, a key? key? Apparently. That's here just, you go, Asher. That's just how... <laughs> you can barely reach the knob, but here you go. That's just how... I, in my head, it worked in my dream. I was just like, well, each person gets a key. <laughs> five keys? Why do you need five keys? Do you have kids staying with you? Because that is literally the only... <laughs> that is the only way. <laughs> In a bit of a panic, I spat out the first excuse that comes to my mind. <laughs> no, no kids. You, you see, my wife suffers from multiple personality disorders, and, and she currently has four different aliases that we know of. Uh, each of them will require their own key to keep things civil. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I think that was a pretty good <laughs> excuse on the top, off the top of my head. Well, in a the same moment. thing that <laughs> goes for the reason why she asked, do you have five, do you have children staying with you? Because if you're getting five keys, that is the only explanation. Well, on your side, well, the only explanation could be that my wife actually has four different personalities. <laughs> she gets four keys. <laughs> Wouldn't it make sense that since she just has one key on her, that each personality that comes out would still have a key? <laughs> they want their own key. <laughs> Did you just watch Split when you uh, had this dream? I still haven't seen it. Oh, good heavens. The woman gives me a bit of com a, a confused glare. Yeah. I would understand that. <laughs> but then reluctantly creates five keys for me and hands them over. With keys in hand, I quickly scurry back to the car to get the kids. We hurry and sneak in and jump on the elevator before anyone can see us and head up toward our room. I, meanwhile, while you guys are on the elevator, you're like, lean over to Liz and you're just like, um, just so you know, <laughs> you're schizophrenic. <laughs> what? If anyone asks. If anyone asks, you have multiple personality, personality disorder. disorders. <laughs> You have four of them. You need four keys. <laughs> and it's very important. None of these personalities are kids. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely, though, the elevator stops at a random floor on the way up. When the door opens, I can see that there is a small general... Oh, crap. Those page went back. There's a, a small, small general crap? A small general looking store on this level. I think to myself that... This could be convenient convenient in the case that we may need some groceries or something later. However, as I look, looked around at some of the items located near the elevator, I could see that the prices of items in this store were outrageous. 
Well, it is Vegas. <laughs> Six dollars for a small bag of chips, four dollars for an apple, and twenty dollars for a potted tomato plant. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, it's a potted tomato yeah. plant. <laughs> Just that is outrageous. It should be like nine bucks tops. Why they are selling potted tomato plants? I don't. Is that <laughs> is that a regular item on your grocery list? Like, hey, honey, could you make sure that when you go to the store to pick up some potted tomato plants, <laughs> you know the others that we had are gone. <laughs> you know the saying, like. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Teach a man to pot his plants, his, his <laughs> tomatoes. Him, that's what it's give a man a fish. He'll eat for, he'll a, eat day. for a day. Teach, Teach a man to fish, fish he'll, he'll eat for a lifetime. So give a man a tomato, he'll eat for a day. <laughs> give there's a man the, a potted tomato plant, he'll eat for a lot. There's the Ron Swanson take on that. He's like, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, <laughs> he'll eat for... I think he's just like, why teach a man to fish? It's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, as we all stood there watching the elevator doors slowly close again, I noticed that this little store was selling a lot of potted plants and figured it must be due to the new personal garden craze that was sweeping the nation. (laughs) A couple minutes later, the family and I were all in the hotel room, exhausted from the long road trip we all decided. But is it sweeping the ma- nation so much that even on vacation <laughs> in your hotel you have to get a potted plant? It's the trend. <laughs> yeah, it it went viral for sure. We all decided to crash right away. As tired as I was, for whatever reason, I could not fall asleep. Well, probably because you were already technically sleeping. <laughs> so I decided to grab a mechanical pencil from a nearby table. And started drawing on the bark of an aspen tree. <laughs> oh, wow. Score. <laughs> Look at this. This is an aspen. You can tell that it's an aspen tree because of the way it is. <laughs> that was growing in the middle of our room next to the bed. This active. Was this hotel like the future, what your little town you built in the wilderness turned into <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh. that's what happens when you build around trees <laughs> <laughs> i framed this whole thing <laughs> i'm gonna grab a mechanical pencil and sh- sh- <laughs> draw on the bark of an aspen tree <laughs> that always helps me go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> This act of shading the tree trunk with graphite was enough to soothe me to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Why did it have to be a mechanical pencil? (laughs) Why is that so important? Literally, you have to think of me as like a reporter. I just report what I see. (laughs) He's just like, he writes it down as mechanical pencil because he remembers right before he started drawing on it that he had to go... (laughs) <laughs> and just like like three clicks so that he could get the <laughs> the, lead. the lead out. <laughs> you have to make sure it's long enough, but not, not too, too long, long that it just snap. easily snaps. Yep. When I woke up the next morning, I was no longer at the Bellagio. 
but instead was back at home with the family. Although the home I was in was not the home I live in in real life, this was a small, quaint, older home that had a small front yard and a detached garage that double up as our storage shed. Liz woke me up and notified me that it was yard work day. <laughs> Get on up, Danny. It's yard work day. And we've got a lot to do before the sun doth set. <laughs> And that we had a lot to get done. I got up, put my yard work clothes on, and headed to the garage to get the lawnmower. <laughs> now he's back, to, he's back to the character he was in Dream 2, the spy's daughter. We just had a small 15 by 20 foot po- patch of lawn in the front yard, so it, didn't, so it doesn't take too long to mow. However... When I tried starting the lawnmower, it wasn't making any noise, and I couldn't feel the vibrations through the handle that I <laughs> typically could. <laughs> well? <laughs> hey, Liz? I don't think the lawnmower's working. How you figure? Well, when I pull on this little string here, I usually feel the vibrations. <laughs> Ain't no vibrations. (laughs) And ain't no sound. (laughs) I I didn't base it on one thing. Two criteria. (laughs) Sound and vibrations. There is no sound and no vibrations. (laughs) It's broke. (laughs) Yet when I started pushing it over the lawn, sure enough, it was cutting the grass just fine. Never mind, Liz. <laughs> I got it. So you based it on two criteria, but you forgot the main, most important criteria. Is it actually cutting grass? Apparently, this was like one of those really quiet electric ones or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a quiet hum. <laughs> so without further delay, I decided to hurry and get the chore done. However, as I mowed the lawn, these giant frisbee-sized daddy long-legs type spiders <laughs> kept leaping out of the grass right in front of the lawnmower and would get run over and chopped up by the whirling blade. <laughs> <laughs> the more this happened, the more annoying I found it and wished they'd just stop doing it already. <laughs> It's tough being a hillbilly. (laughs) (laughs) After I finished mowing the lawn, I took the lawnmower back to the garage and climbed a ladder up to the loft located inside the garage. Situated on this loft was all of my potted plants (laughs) that I had been caring for since this personal garden craze began (laughs) and started watering and taking care of them. That one's from the Bellagio. (laughs) (laughs) That one's from the Bellagio. (laughs) Just think about, about, though, how many... I was a freaking big star on a reality TV show and then was a family man in Vegas. And now I'm a hillbilly. <laughs> well, it's I don't know a, if you were actually a hillbilly, but a that's ca- just the way I see it. Cra- <laughs> it's part of, like, got caught up in this garden craze. <laughs> 
for whatever reason. <laughs> well, the, the whole thing has been like nature-y themed. <laughs> yeah. The wilderness, plants. <laughs> grass. Aspen tree. <laughs> Aspen tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, I had built a strong connection to these plants and really understood why so many people have fallen in love with personal gardening recently. <laughs> so... so <laughs> Giant daddy long legs just run them over. It's fucking annoying. But these plants <laughs> are so dear to me. I'd be happy with running over giant frisbee like daddy long legs. <laughs> How I'd be like so thankful that I'm murdering them because they would scare them. You know that I don't know if it's an old wives' tale, but they say that. The daddy long legs are the most poisonous ones, but they can't bite you because their mouths are so small. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at that size. At that size, they'd be definitely biting your head off. <laughs> the poison wouldn't matter anymore. <laughs> so I understood why so many people had fallen in love with personal gardening, gardening recently. Then, without a warning, I woke up. You think so. <laughs> this is normally where we go on and finish the episode. But no. After I woke up, I immediately recognized how strange the dream I had just had was and began taking some notes on my phone to remember the, the major plot lines and how they all tied together. I then went into work and began telling some of my coworkers about the crazy dream I just had. They all listened intently because it was so weird, and all agreed that it was an amazing dream. <laughs> yes, Danny. <laughs> I just see you're just standing in somebody's like, like the door frame of their like the threshold the of their office, and then you're just like telling them the whole dream. They're like, yes, Danny, it's an amazing dream. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yes, personal gardening. And I can just, he's like, it's gonna be a craze. <laughs> I have premonitions. <laughs> I dreamt that it would snow in Hawaii, and it did. Uh, I, I dreamt, dreamt about self-driving self cars. Autonomous cars. <laughs> and, and now it's happening. <laughs> now the garden craze. It was then that I noticed two things. Like you say, well, I mean, I guess you could say it this way, but I would have said, it's then that I noticed two things. One... And then I would say that, but you go, A. <laughs> I noticed two things. A, that I don't work in a call center in real life. And B, that I don't recognize any of these coworkers as I've never seen them before in my life. A hazy feeling seeps in as I realize that I'm not actually awake, but I'm still dreaming. See, and in these moments... They happen very seldom, but if you can know that you are dreaming, it's amazing because you can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've been in that situation. I'm like, I am going to fly. Like I yeah. am going to do something cool. <laughs> this is what he chooses to do. <laughs> Not a moment after I come to this conclusion, my boss came over to my desk and tells me that he needs me to go downtown and attend a work conference that is happening at a hotel. At that point, I'd be like, fuck you, man. I'm not going to a conference. I'm in a dream. You're not real. I'm not, this is stupid. But he's like, 
Not quite sure what else to do at this moment, so I head down <laughs> to the work-related conference and start attending some meetings. <laughs> That's what he wants to do with his dream that he knows he is dreaming. No, he's probably excited to go to the hotel because he's like, is it one of those new Hotel Taco Bell? <laughs> hotel Taco Bell. If I'm there, do they have potted tomato plants <laughs> yeah. for cheap? <laughs> Not but they would call them... Price. They wouldn't call them potted tomato plants. They would call them potted pico de garo. Pico de gallo. Gallo? Pico de gallo. Why'd you say it well, like... Yeah, what the... F- <laughs> Why'd you say pico it all... Pico de gallo. Like, you said it in Spanish, but said it all, like, yeah. Japanese. Pico like, de gallo. <laughs> Go to the store and get some pico de gallo. <laughs> Pico de caro. <laughs> After a couple of hours, a group of us who kind of knew each Were other. Weren't you supposed to <laughs> hang on? Back in the day when you were gonna join the army, weren't you weren't you supposed to be a linguist? <laughs> like yeah. that's that's the position you were gonna have. And you are horrible with accents. <laughs> Pico de caro. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Maybe that was why I was so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why they just didn't throw a fit and let you go. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, we don't want this guy. <laughs> After a couple of hours, a group of us who kind of knew each other from the conference decided to go to the lunch, go to lunch together, and cl- and chose a restaurant slash bar that was located inside the hotel. Unfortunately, a few of the group members ended up having a little too much to drink and left the restaurant swerving and stumbling around. One of these people was a rep from a company we purchased software from who was there trying to get us to extend our current contract with the company. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, this is enough to make you fall asleep twice. She was a nice person, and I liked her so I decided I would help her get down to a couch in the lobby so that she could sit there for a while and sober up. Unluckily for her, we ran into her boss on the way down. He saw the condition she was in and berated her for getting drunk on the job. He asked her if she had gotten us to sign an extension yet. She told him no. He then fired her on the spot for not getting the sale. She walked off upset, and I ran back to attend the rest of the day's conference seminars. Later that day, I walked down to the lobby to see the poor woman still there, tears running down her cheeks. I felt bad for her and told her that I would tell her boss that I'd be willing to sign a five-year contract extension with his company on the condition that he give the poor girl her job back. Her boss agreed to the terms, and everyone else was super excited. <laughs> we all- that was the real con. <laughs> they knew that you you just have to fake like you're crying. You'll we'll do get it. a five-year contract out of this. <laughs> we, all, we all shook hands Dang, on this ad. <laughs> we all shook hands on the deal and went into a large room that was hosting the final seminar of the day. The crowd was ruckus. <laughs> 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 Is that a way to say it? <laughs> the crowd was ruckus. No. And the meeting began. Like everyone was like, yeah. I know, but 
were in a ruckus or yeah, like a ruckus. <laughs> I don't know. The crowd was in a ruckus. <laughs> yeah, what did say. I say? The crowd was ruckus. <laughs> and as the meeting began, it was announced over the speakers that my company had signed a five-year contract extension with them, and everyone clapped and cheered. <laughs> See, he, he's just sitting there, and as like, you know, the camera comes on him, he's got his face up there, and he's just got his hands together, and he's swinging up to the side like, hey, congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to me. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> this, is like, I mean, this is like some episode of The Office or something. <laughs> Dwight gets a five-year contract. <laughs> After the conference, I headed back to the office and I headed back to the office and see my boss sitting at his desk <laughs> working on the new software that the company we just signed a contract extension with provided. Oh, that was a little wordy. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not going to go through it, but I think that could have been shorter. The display on his monitor showed a series of red numbers running vertically up and down. That's a little redundant. Isn't vertically up and down anyway? He's <laughs> <laughs> just been running vertically on his screen instead of running vertically up and down on his screen. The figures seemed... <laughs> The figures seemed to be incoherent and made no sense. I told them that this is no good. <laughs> I will contact the company to get this resolved right away. This is when I woke up for real this time. Or did I? He could dun, still dun, be sleeping dun. right now. This could all be a dream. So, yes. I know how we always ask you to finish these dreams, but you might want to skip this one. <laughs> or, yes, please tell us if he got it resolved or not. Just put, <laughs> and he got it resolved. <laughs> <laughs> or you could say, like, oh, no, it was another dream within a dream. And he wakes up <laughs> in another dream. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're super, like... I don't know. I gotta keep <laughs> off where when you when we listen to this back, you could, another dream within a dream. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it, <laughs> I might have got a little too excited about that. <laughs> Basically, just got too excited about ripping off Inception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as we do every episode, we go to dreammoods.com and Danny searches for some keywords just to see how he might have been feeling. Um, so let's get going with the first one here. Hollywood symbolizes fame and glamour. The dream may be telling you to be more realistic with your goals. <laughs> That's I don't very... know how that works. Wasn't the like... The first couple last week about goals, too. No, you have like zero goals. <laughs> <laughs> Every dream's like, you need more goals. If you dream about a sermon, indicates that you are looking for some spiritual advice. If you dream about a candle, signifies that good luck and hope will be coming your way in small and steady amounts. Well, yeah, but what if you dream about razzing companions? <laughs> it doesn't say anything about that. <laughs> Uh, if you dream about musicals, indicates that you need to be careful. Every and time I hear stop that. dreaming about musicals. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear the word "raz," it 
I always imagine like a guy just like poking his elbow <laughs> into the into the ribs of someone next to him, like, <laughs> like Peter from <laughs> Family, Family Guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, indicates that you need to be careful not to get carried away with your emotions. If you dream about a helicopter, it indicates that you are living beyond your means. You need to slow down and not try to please everyone. Alternatively, you may be experiencing a higher level of consciousness, newfound freedom, and greater awareness. Hmm. I think it's the latter. It's probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you dream about a frozen lake is to dream that something is frozen. <laughs> what? <laughs> to dream... Oh, okay. <laughs> this isn't necessarily about a frozen lake, just something frozen. To dream that something is frozen represents something that has been suppressed, rejected, or denied. It could represent something that is not fully developed. Like your <laughs> your body. <laughs> You just stop growing. That's rude. <laughs> I say you stop growing at like five seven. Just kidding. How tall are you? Five eight. Okay. <laughs> Try to short me an inch. Uh, if you dream about a box, may symbolize your limitations and restrictions. Consider the pun of being boxed in, or you could think outside the box. Ooh. But I was inside the box. Yeah. You were living in it. So. <laughs> Uh, but you did make the best of it. You guys colored on the walls. So <laughs> we hung pictures. You dream about hot tubs indicates that you are unveiling aspects of your subconsciousness. How is that? How is that? I don't know. It's just why does a hot tub mean that? Wait, what aspects mean? of your subconscious indicates that you are unveiling aspects of your subconsciousness. I don't know. I just was thinking of like hot time time hot tub time machine. When they had like the psychedelic colors in the swirling water. Yeah. And I think that's unveiling your subconscious. Maybe. (laughs) So, uh, if you dream about gardening, it symbolizes work. Yep. Or career issues. There we go. Um, Aspen. To see an aspen in your dream indicates loneliness. (laughs) Well, think about it. In that moment, (laughs) you were the only one awake and all you could do was color <laughs> with a mechanical pen on the aspen. <laughs> if you dream about a lawnmower, suggest that you need to channel your negative thinking into positive energy. You also need to keep your temper and attitude under control. Yeah, Daniel. Stop murdering those giant daddy lungs. Well, <laughs> also, if you dream about a spider, or if you kill a spider in your dream, then it symbolizes misfortune and bad luck. <gasps> See, that's why I was so concerned. You killed was, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> they were like suicidal spiders. Not just a lot of them pound-wise. That's a lot of poundage. <laughs> and <laughs> if you dream about a conference, is to dream that you are attending a conference suggests that you need to consider the ideas of opinions of others before forming your own conclusion. Don't be so close-minded and listen to what others have to say. You do have an issue with that. <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> super open-minded. No. <laughs> you are if you can have like evidence of it. <laughs> like if there is something that is on a podcast or a book that tells you to do something, 
then yes, you are open to it. <laughs> but if it's just an opinion, you're like, yeah. <laughs> That's not what I heard on a podcast. <laughs> That's not what the internet told me. Uh, if you dream about a contract, indicates that you are ready to commit to a long-term relationship on a, or a project. Do you got projects that you got going on there? Um, I've committed to raise my children. All right. That's a long-term project. Yeah. So that is it, never it ends. there. So... Yeah, that's why Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, there's no Lucys unless you want to call one of those girls Lucy. Um, but yeah, it's all over the place. So, <laughs> so maybe th- the girl who flew the helicopter had diamond earrings oh, and she was Lucy, Lucy in the Sky. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I almost was going to go with that same uh, story, except for I was going to say maybe the girl flying the helicopter was named Lucy, and she was in the sky, and every time she slammed into the la- frozen lake, shards flew up and looked like diamonds. That would have been a stretch, but... <laughs> 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 but, anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to this week's dream Dreamisode, uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Next week, we will have another one. I can't remember what it's called. But uh, it will inevitably be pretty good. Do you? I mean, do you want to say what it is? I wrote it, and I don't remember what. Okay, (laughs) so it'll be a uh, a mystery to us all next week, which (laughs) is the best way that these things can happen. So again, remember to uh, visit us at our website, uh, QCOPodcast.com, on all of our social media. Uh, sites which is uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, QCode Podcast. And then don't forget to leave us a five-star review. And of course, visit us on YouTube. Go to our channel and subs- and hit the subscribe button. And uh, like I, I think I said this last year, we would or last year, last week, we would love to do more with these. But for right now, this is all the resources we have, just us sitting here reading them. We would like to make them visual. But Unless we have a big following for that, I don't see that happening. So go and click subscribe and, of course, click the bell so that way you know when our episodes are releasing. So thanks again, everybody, for listening and tune in next week. We'll see you then. Bye.